glass is half full. Uh, you know, sometimes you need to look at the, the positives. So if you're not happy and you know you're not happy, that's a positive step in the right direction. You've identified there's a problem. The next step is, is not even to take action. You need to take action to address the problem. And that could be potentially starting to put a plan together. So if uh, you got mortgage, you got bills. So uh, obviously if money's an issue, you need to know exactly what you need to bring into the house to ease your stress and anxiety. Because going for a dream job when you can't pay your bills is not glorious. And it's most of the time, I know the movies make it sound wonderful, it's not as stressful, and you're not gonna be able to do, make the right decisions for your business if you're under that type of scrutiny. Hello and welcome to the Mind to Lead podcast. I'm Georgie Hubbard and I am on a mission to help you live a level 10 life. If you want to live an extraordinary life, a life full of passion and energy, of joy and abundance, then this is the podcast that teaches you how to do just that. Through my conversations with some extraordinary leaders and my own life experiences, I come to you weekly with all of the teachings, and steps you need to take your life to the next level. So if you are ready to develop the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to the Mind to Lead podcast. Very excited and honored because today I'm sat down with an incredible woman, Sabrina Woodworth. Sabrina is a career coach, author and founder of Work Lessons 101. Sabrina, amazing to have you on the Mind to Lead podcast today. Thank you. I'm wonderful. I can't wait to talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, look, right now there's a lot of, uh, unfortunately, people who are being made redundant, people who are looking to change careers. Uh, so I thought, what better person to get on than yourself? Because you, this is what you do. This is what you speak about every single day. So before we get into the nuts and bolts and the steps that people should be taking and how they should be thinking right now, could you just give a little bit of an introduction for the people who perhaps don't know who you are? So who is Sabrina and what's your journey been so far? So I've had a long journey, but to obviously do it quickly, um, <laughs> I come from the corporate environment. So I still work in the corporate Fortune 500 word, uh, world, uh, have for the last 14 and a half years. So uh, that has kind of led me to where I am today, which is about a year ago, I decided to start a company called Work Lessons 101 which actually started as a nonprofit. It started as an educational uh, teaching type of business um, that I've now rolled into because to be able to work with educational uh, institutes, it's actually a lot harder to break the door. So I actually decided to roll out a career services and career coaching programs so I can actually work with students, uh, young professionals, aspiring professionals to work on their career development plan in a strategy. So basically goal setting in that type of environment so they can be successful in their career because I felt edu the education system, and I don't want to be too hard on the education system because I truly want to work with the education systems, but I found that there was quite a large gap from the moment you graduate university to really launch in a successful career that they didn't have that those kind of basic skills, for example, how to sell your credentials, how to write an effective resume. These are some of the basics. And then obviously into some of the, the more complex skills, like reading a room, building a, an influential network, things that take time. Um, and if you do it correctly from the beginning of the career, these will serve you for your course of your career. So I like to 
build long lasting, strong careers by setting the foundation strong. Um, so I work with the variations of age and professionals, but that's what I focus in is to coach people on how to kind of reach their dreams and goals by breaking them down into steps actionable, executable, sustainable methods so they will reach these goals. Because a lot of people I find almost get overwhelmed with the process and they potentially pick unrealistic goals and then when they don't accomplish them, they feel they fail. When in reality, they haven't failed. They're actually along the journey. They're probably at the right point in their journey. They've actually just executed unrealistic goals because either they're comparing themselves to others Mm. or... They're just, they don't understand their missing skill gaps. And the younger they are, the more inexperienced they are in the field they've chosen, the more likely these things are to happen. And they're very normal, natural things to be happening. So that's kind of where I feel like there's a bit of a missing gap there between education and kind of launching a career. Uh, And that's kind of where I wanted to fill the void. And that's why I wrote my book. And that's why I'm really kind of targeting that niche, because I, I feel there is a bit of a gap in the industry. Mm. yeah I completely agree and I think that you know who knows what they want to do when they leave school I had no idea what I wanted to do like literally I um I, I all I knew was I wanted to travel I wanted to see the world I wanted to have lots of experiences and and I ended up doing uh beauty and became like a skin therapist and a, because I was like well mm. I can take that anywhere it's a trade that I can take all over the world and I wanted to go and work on the cruise ships and I ended up going to live in Greece and France and it was an amazing couple oh, of years cool. brought me to Australia which I'm very thankful for and then when I arrived I thought well what's next because I feel like I've got everything I wanted to get out of that and um, I was very lucky because I had all this experience of meeting people and I had a level of confidence from travel that I transitioned careers quite easily into like beauty and skincare and that sales into recruitment and IT which was quite a uh, transition but I'd love to sort of take a step back now because I think that this is where a lot of people get stuck, like you say, and they, you know, they they go to university and they try and get a job in their university degree and they're like, no, I've got to stick with this. This is what I'm trained in. This is what I have, you know, this is what my parents <laughs> want me to do. So how how should people, if they identify, do you know what, this career isn't serving me anymore. Perhaps this university degree isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. Where, where should they begin and, and what sort of steps do you advise people to take? The first thing I always want everyone to know, and just like you you did, you traveled a lot in your career, and then you eventually settled, and I think a lot of people have to understand that your values and prior, maybe not so much your values, but your priorities change as you progress through your life. And so, for example, there's a lot of traveling in my career uh, in the engineering construction world. I can travel through work all over the world, but I also have a one-year-old son now. And the luxury of living in a hotel room, I can assure you, um, everyone's a little different, but a lot of those things do can get tiresome and wear off. Their novelty wears off. And so what you need to understand is what you potentially even want at the beginning of your career You have to be open-minded and flexible and adaptable enough to understand that maybe five years to 10 years down the road, it isn't what you want. And to to face that reality when it happens and to never lie to yourself. So if you're literally 22 or 23, you just graduated, you're not sure, your degree is a great foundation to build a career off of. But it's still just a degree. Like you still need to gain experience, which is the best education of it all. So sometimes just starting is the advice I give to people depending where they're at. 
you obviously want to start to feed a longer plan. So if you're really, really, really stuck and you really don't know what you want to do, I always do kind of a mindset exercise where I ask them where they want to be when they're 60, when they retire, 65, 55, whatever age they want to roughly mm. stop their career at um, and just kind of be like, well, what do you, what do you want? What do you think that person's going to value over a 40-year career? Because your career is like 40 years. And I don't think a lot of people really grasp that when they're 22 years old since you know their career is going to be double the age they're at right now so they need to understand that it's a bit of a journey and that they don't need to have it figured out so do you want to be happy when you're 60 most people say yes do you want to what type of fulfillment do you want from your career do you want what what do you define success as is success money or have enough money to say have luxuries in your life like not worrying about bills but, you know, there's some people that really value money and really, and again, that's a value that could potentially change over time. I find a lot of people who value money are people who never had any money. So, um, because they don't want the struggles their parents had, and that is a variable that's critical in a career. And what many people overlook is, do you need security in your career? And a lot of people don't ask themselves that. Uh, a lot of people have different risk profiles, like some entrepreneurs risk it all. They, they don't care if they declare bankruptcy, they'll start again. And that is a different risk profile than someone who maybe saw their parents lose everything and don't want that because they know the repercussions of that. And they are like, no, I kind of want a career that pays a stable paycheck while I work, say, on a side gig or while I work on a, my experience level to figure out what I want you got to start somewhere. So sometimes starting is the biggest thing because if you learn what you don't want, then that's an important lesson at 22. There'll come a point where you want to stop learning that and you want to figure out what you actually want. But um, if it's preventing you from starting, that's the dangerous part because if you're not doing anything, you're not gaining any skills. I almost look at that as lost time. At least if you're traveling, like a lot of people take a gap year and travel, which is really obviously hard in today's circumstance with COVID. Um, you learn a lot of who you are and what you like traveling. So it's by no means a, a gap year. A lot of parents say, oh, that's a waste of a year. It really isn't. It's a, it's a year of maturity. It's a year of discovering what you want. And it's also potentially a year to discover what country you want to live in. Because um, not what you what you got brought up in may not be what you want. I have a lot of friends that have settled in Italy and a lot of more... Um, I would say more relaxing laid back cultures because that suits their needs. They don't like the the hustle of the corporate world that North America kind of breeds a bit. And they, you know, so that gap year of traveling was last thing was it was wasted time. So my advice, if you get, if you're stuck, you depending on the level of stuck, because sometimes kids are just, I shouldn't call it, young professionals are just stuck because they don't have any experience. And starting your career can be a really scary task, um, but it doesn't need to be scary. Um, find people that you kind of look up to, and these can be peer mentors, like people maybe two or three years ahead of you. It does not need to be a VP. Like a lot of the time, uh, an advice, a, a vice president who's 20 years into their career, they might have actually kind of forgotten what it's like to be in your first couple of years so the advice they actually give you might not actually be the most applicable and applicable and useful a lot of the best advice are people maybe who you slightly look up to that are a bit older that have started 
appear to be going down the route that you might want to appear, ask them what their lessons learned are, what's the biggest thing they would tell themselves if they could go back three years and listen to their answers and really analyze their answers and see if you can almost copy and imitate their path to some degree and obviously tweak it for yourself and your own values. But that's the best advice I would say is look at the people a few years ahead of you that you kind of want to go into your industry. So like you want to be a business analyst, connect with people, network with people on LinkedIn, do virtual events that target that kind of industry. Cause having the older mentors are great to open career doors down the road for you um, that you, you're going to need once you start to get some experience and you start to secure a couple promotions. That's the network that you definitely need to build, but you have time to build that network. Mm-hmm. What you need right now is those kind of immediate people to kind of like get your foot in the door and get you started. Because once you get started, that confidence gets built and then confidence builds on confidence. Momentum builds off momentum and then you start going and that's when you your plan and your career goals really start to form. You know, when I first started my career, my first goal was to be a process lead. I was in the industry. I was an engineer in training. Obviously, I wanted to get my PNG and I wanted to be a lead. That was kind of my 10 year goal. I did it at year six. And when I kind of did it earlier than planned, it kind of like skyrocketed me into these larger, bigger goals, which would have been highly unrealistic to have in my first year. Like you don't really know what it takes to be an executive in a big corporation. So you start to work around them and understand the commitment and the sacrifice that goes into doing those roles because a title and money is great on paper, but a title and money never comes to you without sacrifice. There is no such thing as a free lunch. So I know a lot of people are like, well, I want, you know, this office, this corner with this, like they work potentially 60 to 80 hour weeks do you want to be someone like that you might be someone that wants that but you might not know that on day one and I wouldn't be worried too much if you don't know about that because you got lots of time to figure that out yeah that's such powerful advice for I think the younger generation coming through finishing uni sort of figuring their figuring out what they want in life I think that's just so amazing find a mental just begin and and just go for it because like you say you learn through mistakes you learn through through others and I think through shadowing people that are perhaps where you see yourself in three years five years ten years time you'll quickly identify is this what I want do I want to work 60 at 60 hours or you know do I want to go and live in Italy with 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 you know and, and have a bit more relaxed life so I think it's Having as many experiences as you can while you're younger definitely, definitely helps, you know, making sure that you are on the right career path. So that's amazing advice. And then let's talk about now then the people who are maybe middle-aged because I read a stat the other day, an alarming stat, in fact, that said 85% of people are unhappy in their job right now. And that almost just broke my heart because I just thought, wow, like we spend, you know, the majority of our lives at work, you know, we should we should want to come to work every day and and truly enjoy our work, right? You know, it's where we spend most of our lifetime. So let's talk about those those people who are like middle-aged or you know halfway through their careers or in the in the other end of their careers and they identify right, I'm not happy where I am. And, but they've got a mortgage, they've got a family, they've got all these things to think about. Maybe they want to go and start a business or they want to completely go and change careers. Where should they begin? Like any advice for those people who are like feeling that right now? And 85% is alarming. Uh, I, I read more statistics around 50 and 60%. But given current circumstances and employers taking high advantage of the current circumstance, like overworking their people, not hiring people, getting them to work free overtime, 
you should be grateful to have a job, which is all crap, uh, to be honest. Like, uh, you're, if you're a good employer, then a, an organization has an obligation to you. So if you're unhappy, okay, so you got to see glasses half full. Uh, you know, sometimes you need to look at the, the positives. So if you're not happy and you know you're not happy, that's a positive step in the right direction. You've identified there's a problem. The next step is is not even to take action. You need to take action to address the problem. And that could be potentially starting to put a plan together. So if uh, you got mortgage, you got bills. So uh, obviously, if money's an issue, you need to know exactly what you need to bring into the house to ease your stress and anxiety. Because going for a dream job when you can't pay your bills is not glorious. And it's most of the time, I know the movies make it sound wonderful. It's not as stressful. And you're not going to be able to do, make the right decisions for your business if you're under that type of scrutiny. So I think that's the first thing you need to really you need to live fully in reality. And most people do. Unfortunately, mo most people live in the negative side of the reality where they think it's hopeless. And I think part of it is you need to, I say, take those actions to address the problem. You need to get super organized. <laughs> so you need to know exactly what your budget is. You need to start laying out what type of experience you got. And um, a lot of experience mid-career is extremely transferable. So for example, I work in the engineering construction industry. I'm a project manager. So I have a lot of leadership experience. I have a lot of scheduling and budgeting experience. So uh, the resource industry is struggling. So there's a lot of people being laid off and being made redundant right now. But if you have some of those skills, the IT industry, for example, Amazon, um, there's a, when I say IT, like there's yeah, online shopping, like the Amazons, but there's like warehouse management. Like there are so many other jobs behind these huge, these huge tech companies. So that's an industry that's booming right now. And they just opened, say, a, a small headquarters here in Vancouver. I'm going to use Amazon as an example because I sign up uh, for all the job ads off LinkedIn. So if you are just thinking of a career change and you're kind of like dabbling, oh, maybe healthcare, maybe sign up on LinkedIn and get all the job ads. I literally get them every single day. And you're going to start to see the themes over a month of who's hiring and what's hiring and what they're asking for. So read these ads and the skills are going to start popping up. So let's use Amazon IT. They need program managers desperately at Amazon. There's a small portion in the qualifications that lists software, which, for example, I don't have. Um, but all the other skills, leading large teams, dealing, working with clients, uh, remote working, uh, globalization. Like I've run projects that have four different offices on four different continents and team members. I have led schedules uh, through all the software scheduling forms. I've done big budgets. I've done man hour estimates. All these qualifications that I check, 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 check. So these industries that are booming there's a talent pool within these industry and in that they have already clinged to these. They've already hired these people. They are now offering training and development because they don't, they have a gap in the talent pool. So this is where the middle management people, the best education in the world is experience. You just need to learn to how to sell it. So the longer you read these ads and the more you start to check mark these qualifications, 
the more you know how to highlight them and the more you'll learn how to ghost the experience you don't have. And then if you have, say, a one to three month plan to move into the IT industry, QuickBooks. QuickBooks is a, an accounting software that almost everyone asks for. It is a super easy software to learn off YouTube or to take a $50 course online. And then three days, four days of working with it in your job, you'll learn how to use so then we'll put quick books on that resume self-learn it so this is where you need to have a plan and this is where you need to be super organized because if you have young kids you obviously a good chunk of your time is raising your kids but you know what the great thing about little kids is they go to bed early so you have one or two hours every night obviously don't burn yourself out pick sustainable methods but maybe you need to suck it up and do an hour a day or a half an hour every day during the week and maybe two hours on the weekends to start learning these softwares self-teaching them Figure out where you can learn them for free. Figure out what they cost to get in a structure because sometimes when usually when you pay for things, it quickens your process. Just like career coaching. A lot of people a lot of the things I teach you can go learn in your career on your own. But the if you grab me, you gain from my experience and I quicken the process. So usually paying online courses for software and stuff quickens your process. So if you have a tight timeline, you might have to start thinking about doing a financial investment too. If that's not an option for you, then again, you pick a plan and you get super organized. But the biggest thing is when you don't have a plan and you feel stuck, this is where the 85% statistic, I've seen it, I've witnessed it with my clients. It's a hopeless, helpless feeling uh, and it's no way to live life. Um, and I'm trying not to be like, um, like opti too optimistic here because I do understand some of the circumstances that some people are going with, with just paying their medical bills in the States right now. And they have no insurance, no jobs. They pretty much got to kind of take whatever they can get. That, or that's the mentality they're in. And while you might have to take a job today to pay your bills and make ends meet, you need to start thinking longer term. If you don't start having a plan and you don't start breaking these down day by day in this 30 minutes each day. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, but 30 minutes each day over an entire year adds up to learning new skills. You will still be unhappy a year down the road. And that's the biggest crime of them all. So if you can break it down into a little bit of actionable steps, and I mean, break it down to day to day, then week to week, and then to month, then to year. And if you do that, if you make it the next goal for the next year to, to dedicate yourself to self-improvement, 30 minutes every day, you'll be so much further ahead a year down the road. And you'll also be in control of your destiny. A lot of this helpless feeling comes from not feeling like you're in control. And that's mm. what kills me sometimes about seeing with people because like, I want to help. And you're just like, oh, you have these hands and you have the internet and you have so much but it's your mentality. It's your mindset that you need to just like overcome. And I'm not talking, I knew, I know people are struggling right now. So I'm trying not to be too hard, but sometimes you do need someone just to call you out a bit. And you're like, are you that person that wants to just be a little bitter and vent and complain and do take no accountability and change and have nothing different down the year? Or do you want to be that person that, you know, you're going to be different. You're going to be the exception. You're going to be the person that, that makes some, makes something of themselves in a year. And that's the person that I find is happiness. And you also, 
another variable need to cut out the negative in your life because I find when people dedicate themselves to self-improvement there will always be people in their life that try to knock them down that are too scared to go for it themselves you know the quote misery likes happiness and you need to be really mindful of those people and who your true friends are and who truly has your back because there will always be people that will be like are you sure you want to learn that new software? Are you sure you want to move into IT? You know nothing about IT. You know IT. One of my clients, IT is a really male-dominated industry. Are you really ready like to say this to a female? And I'm like, for someone who's worked her whole career in a male-dominated industry, there's amazing opportunities if you're in. You know, there, you got to have a hard skin. You got to build some resilience because it is hard. It's not easy, but it can can be done. Absolutely, have a major advantage if you know how to use it correctly being a minority in in an industry because you bring a fresh look onto things. And so you just need to be very mindful during today's times when there's so much negativity that you don't get consumed by it. Yeah. Wow. That I hope people are actually taking notes because if you are thinking of a career change right now or you're out of work, this is absolutely transformational stuff. And you've touched on so much there that it's absolutely incredible. I think people will go back and listen to this. So you said basically the power of like, just download all the jobs on LinkedIn, see the patterns. But I think what you said, what you touched on mindset there, because what people tend to do is they look at a job ad and instead of focusing all the transferable skills that they'll have, they'll focus on that one thing. Oh, I don't have that you know and, and, mm-hmm, and it's like totally. no but look at all this other stuff that you have and then if you identify okay like you said QuickBooks that seems to be coming up a lot right I'll go and learn that you know and it's just it's taking action and your future self will thank you for it and it's it's getting out of that victim mentality start taking radical responsibility and just going for it just taking the steps even if it's a small step like you said it could be 30 minutes of training it could be registering for a course it could be watching something on YouTube it could be listening to a podcast it could be reading a book whatever it is and surrounding yourself with other positive people who are also in that frame of mind is super powerful so I just think yeah amazing just great great advice there so let's say then somebody's done all of that they've taken responsibility they've identified the skills they need to work on and they're super pumped their mindset is in a good place and they want to now start applying for jobs um what sort of a what sort of a good approach now as we approach 2021 because you know the the market is going to be a little bit more crowded you know there's going to be more people looking to career uh, take that career transition there's going to be um influx of people applying for jobs so how can you stand out what are some things uh, they can do on their cv should they be thinking about personal branding what sort of things should people be thinking about as we move into 2021 so as you're starting to get super organized uh, and moving into a new direction and really starting to focus on the skill gaps you need to develop, one tiny little variable in that overall plan, and it's potentially the most important one of them all, is networking. And so everyone gets scared because a lot of people don't understand what networking actually is. All networking is is building relationships. And it is not quantity that matters here it is quality so you introverts are listening do not be fearful of that the great thing about social media is you can network so there's two ways and I do both ways I make people come to me and I go to them so to make people come to you which I think is a lot more comfortable 
for a lot of people. That's where you can build that social media brand. So if you want to move into, so I work in the engineering industry and I wanted to become an entrepreneur and I wanted to be a career coach. So, which is completely an opposite. There's overlapping. I mentor day to day in my work that there's definitely transferable skills there, but I started a brand on social media. I developed my own company and I just started posting content and it got better over the year and a half. I've been doing it a year and a half daily now and you should go back and look at this <laughs> my first few weeks. Like it's come a long way and how I like do calls of action. So start studying some of your favorite influencers or content creators online and see what type of formula they kind of used. How do they sell? Like do they... Like, and part of it, like, I wouldn't even worry about selling right now because right now you're just trying to create a brand. So you're trying to move into a new industry. So you want to build credibility in this industry. So start posting on that content, you know, use the features uh, section in LinkedIn on your LinkedIn profile. So that's one way to have people come to you and a network. Once you establish yourself enough, people reach out to you. They ask for your advice. They ask you to come and that's where you do it. And then at the same time, you build that network in your niche. When you're a content creator, you get to know all the other big content creators. It just happens over time. And that's when you start to, I wouldn't, I would never, everyone's like cold calling. No, like you, you posting content and moving into this new spectrum gives you an in to ask for questions and just reach out to people and say, hello, I'm starting here. I love your content. I'm going to continue following it. But I thought because we have like, like-minded um, goals that we should connect and that's it. That's like a four sentence email, send it, make it a daily habit to do that twice a day or something. Again, little, little, little steps over a long period of time makes a big change. And that's how you network online because the best way to get a job is to get a referral. And um, you can have like the almost, you can have almost a bad resume with a good referral and get a job. Whereas the other way you, star resume or a very highly effective resume if you're cold called in on a company and that means you're just applying online and if you're looking for work you should be doing both um don't don't rely on references because sometimes people don't want to tell you to your face that they can't help you but they say they're gonna help you so you don't ever put your eggs in all in one basket you never ever do that so you need an effective resume and an effective linkedin profile People can go check out my LinkedIn profile. It's pretty good um, to, to understand what I mean by a complete LinkedIn profile. And then effective writing. I also have a free resume guideline that you can download off my website. So just go to worklessons101.com and go to free guides. But the biggest one is, is effective resume is selling your credentials. So everyone puts responsibilities and duties. Oh, managed accounts for our clients. Well, that tells me nothing except that you managed accounts for your clients. But what if you say I managed a hundred client accounts using QuickBooks and produced 40 monthly reports? Mm -hmm. Okay. I have no idea if that, that sentence made any sense to anyone, but <laughs> my whole point is here is that you're like quantifying it. You've also, and it's still one bullet in your resume, but you let your future employer know that you managed over a hundred accounts, mm -hmm. which is a lot using the software that they're actually asking for in the ad and then you've added another monthly report into it so you've said a lot more than the four four words you did mm -hmm. that so there you can turn but oh everyone runs accounts in accounting well yeah 
that's a responsibility, but the effect of resumes turns that responsibility into an accomplishment. An accomplishment allows an employer or an HR person who's reading the resume to quantify what you've done. So there's true accomplishments like, oh, got an award and recognized, got a bonus. Like those are like the true ones, but the effect of resumes, and you have your accomplishments right at the top of your, your I always do a skills and accomplishment section right at your resume because I like to summarize the whole entire resume in the first half of the first page because if you can't hook them there then they're not going to read the rest of the resume and then your good details and your your highlighted of your responsibilities through accomplishments writing is throughout the body of your resume most resumes are about two pages um, new grads is one page. Uh, don't use the stinking uh, templates you get off Canva. Everyone uses these beautiful little templates. They get off Canva. It's free. It looks beautiful. Unless you are literally handing that resume to a hiring manager or you're emailing them directly, if you're applying online, you need to do an ATS, which is an applicant tracking software approved template. Just Google it if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, it's basically basic old school. They're boring resumes, but resumes don't need to be flashy. If you're working in marketing in some like, in, you know, some industries need a design graphic, but you need to be mindful of the ATS because it won't be read by the screening software. So like the big companies like Amazon, Facebook, they all use this screening software. So if you don't, if your resume is not read effectively, it's just going to get tossed into the uh, not look pile. And that's dangerous when you're applying online with another few hundred people. They bring in these scanning softwares because the, a human being just doesn't have the time to read all these resumes. So you want to be shortlisted so it gets read. So you need to play by these new rules, so to speak, even though the ATS has been around for a long time. So there's a few things. The best way to get a, a job to get a referral or to get an interview is to go through a referral. You need to build your network. You do this over time and it doesn't have to be scary. It could be seriously one contact you're adding to LinkedIn a day. You need to just pick your, pick your sustainable method and then stick to it consistently and you'll reach it. And then the next one is learn how to get that. If you do not know how to write an effective resume, seriously hire someone. It's a fee up front, but it, if they, Make sure that they offer, if you do pay for someone, that they uh, like offer a Zoom call or something with you so they can walk you through what they did. So you can learn how they did your resume so you can continue to update it in the future. But, you know, a lot of people are like, they don't have any money, they don't invest, but they've been rejected for four months and they're not willing to do anything different. Listen to me, at least go look at my, my free guideline and I can assure you, if you're not getting any interviews, you're not doing half the stuff that I'm telling you. <laughs> Because yeah. uh, the interview is another process. Like getting an interview is the first step, and then knocking the interview out the door is the next one. And then obviously handling the rejection that comes with the interview process is a different thing, and it's very hard. I had one client get three or four times get down to the last two, and they went with someone else every time until she finally got her job. Um, it's really, a re really, really tough uh, process to go through. So you do, you do need a thick skin. And if you're moving into um, a new industry, that is far more likely. The problem, it's not a problem. The concern when you move industries, guys, you just gotta live in reality, is that if you're new to an industry, there will always be people more qualified. And given COVID, there's a lot of really qualified people on the streets. So big picture wise, you, you, it's if this is what you really want, you got to you gotta keep going for it. But you just got to re realize that you're still the new kid. 
And when you're the new kid, there's a lots of slightly more qualified people, right? So new grads are having a hell of a time trying to get a job right now because the three to four year experienced people are out of work and they're settling for a new grad paycheck. So an employer is going to want to go with the three and four year experienced person versus the new grad because they cost the same amount of money, but one requires a lot less work. Mm-hmm. To the new grads, you just got to, again, be just understand what's going on is the first step. This is not personal and you got to keep going and keep trying. And yes, when you're, the methods you're using are getting you nowhere. This is when you seek help. Yeah. I I think that's such powerful advice. And in fact, I had somebody reach out to me the other day. Uh, This was when COVID first hit and they were somebody who just um, done their like like marketing degree. And they just wrote me a a beautiful LinkedIn message with with some really just beautiful value. Just some key pieces like, hey, Georgie, I noticed this on your website, this, this and this. Uh, I really hope this helps. Right. Now, we weren't hiring for a social media person at the time, but I remember thinking, what great initiative, right? If you are somebody who is out of work right now and you want to get in with a particular company and you and you notice something, you know, wrong on their website or, you know, just maybe putting together some sort of value offering to do something for free, like it gets attention, right? And I think that maybe exactly. we need to have this a little bit of an out-of-box thinking right now and not expect- You need to hustle, yeah. Correct, right? And it, we, we do live in a new world. And, and I think that, you know, it's, it's not scaring people. It's not going, oh, this is gonna be a really tough year. It's just accepting it because once you accept something, you know, you're gonna have the, be more aware and you're gonna, when you're aware of something, you're gonna be more sort of like encouraged and, and motivated and not get, you know, that whole- down and defeated mentality when things don't go the way where the way you want to go so i think it's it's thinking outside the box and customizing your resume putting time into your resume and and making sure that you do have some form of routine to get in the right frame of mind because the amount of people who jump on a zoom call for an interview who haven't made any effort who you know are haven't sort of got themselves energetically in the right frame of mind and i keep saying to people people will feel their energy you know, like yep. they can, you, they can feel it. So, you know, if you've just got, if you've just had an employer can be picky right now. Correct, so, right? to... so you, you have to, you have to, you take all this into consideration and think about how can I get mindset strong? How can I stand out online? And everything you just said then is just so, so powerful. So let's just, let, let's title off now. So they've got their CV, they've got, um, They've, they've nailed the interview um, and maybe they have, you know, they've been, they've been rejected. What sort of advice do you give to people who are getting rejected? How can they bounce back? How can they keep their mindset strong even when they keep on hearing no? Yeah, and this is why I, I say the reality of the situation and why I keep, like, people are like, oh, I'm very aware of the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. I was like, but are you? Like, you're, you're moving into, you have no, like, for new grads, you have no experience and you're going up against people who are experienced that you're, you, this is not to be defeated. You, you, this is not personal. You didn't get the job because you're not good. You didn't get the, you didn't get the job because they legitimately went for someone with four years. Like it's harder to compete. So sometimes it is just a pure numbers game and you got to keep going at it. And then the people who are mid career, you know, they, oh, I got to take a job because I do it, but I really want to do this. And what you really want to do might not, you know, you may be a year away from getting moving, so fake it then. That job that you're going for the next year plays a critical variable to get to that next goal. That's how you sell it. That's how you get the energy to go into the interview. It's part of your plan. It's a critical variable. It is going to fund your goal. 
That's your day job. You, you don't obviously tell the employer that, but deep down, you just got to come off energetic because if you don't get that day job, then you're not going to get the funds to do what you really want. So that job's actually very imperative and very important. And that's how you get through the day-to-day of it maybe too, because you may not like what you're doing day-to-day, but you know it's not permanent. And I mm. think that's, at least that's how I got through certain things in my career is that it, it paid... It's just like getting your degree. There will always be crappy courses that you got to take to get your degree. But the goal is the degree. The goal is not to enjoy that particularly useful, you know, useless class. Like I know every engineer needs to take an English class, right? Like it's, it's you just got to get through it. Like you don't need to enjoy it. And it feeds a bigger plan. And I think there's an illusion sometimes out there that people think they need to enjoy everything they do. It's called work for a reason, not playtime. Yeah. I'm thinking if you're enjoying yourself 70% of the time, that's pretty solid because I hang out with a lot of entrepreneurs now. I married a business owner um, and then my boyfriend before my husband was also a business owner. And what I learned with people, and I'm, I'm a business owner now, is there's shitty days being a business owner too. Like, oh my God. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like yeah. one of my friends runs a climbing gym or he's retired now, but he did. And like when a staff member just called in sick, he had to like give up his plans all the time to go cover that shift all the time. Mm. So like, uh, and like, don't get me wrong. There's tons of wicked perks too. And that's what everyone always sees, but no one sees the sacrifice and the crappy unplanned schedule stuff that you got to go do or the, the, oh, the, just the, oh, two employees not getting along and being the mediator and be the babysitter and, Anytime you do anything long-term enough that it like you turn your passion into your business and into your career, I find over time it too becomes work. Like, and it, I'm not trying to paint it in a negative way. It's still wicked in so many ways, but like, trust me, there are so many days where I don't want to write content at 9 p.m. at night after my son goes to bed. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's awesome that like because it's building my business but come on like like who want like sometimes I just want to go chill and watch Netflix like yeah but if I did that every night if I chilled every night and watched Netflix nothing would ever get done and my business would not get built and you know and then usually when I get started I feel better too sometimes it's just like that first step to kind of do it like so mm-hmm. if you're getting rejected after interviews like take my advice to you is be miserable for a little bit take take the hit embrace it live in it you have every right to feel like crap you truly do it it sucks to be rejected rejection sucks it's one of the worst feelings you can have so give yourself a time limit i so some people everyone's different i i would say if it's going past a day it's you gotta you gotta stump that crap out but give yourself a day just be like i'm i'm just gonna watch crappy movies and i'm gonna like eat ice cream or whatever your thing is and i'm gonna just (laughs) feel crap for 24 hours or 10 hours for the rest of the night. But tomorrow I'm going to wake up differently tomorrow. I'm going to start again because the job process, you should be treating it like a job. You should be doing certain, certain things consistently, like, you know, eight to 10 AM in the morning, you look for new jobs, 10 to noon, you apply for new jobs or the afternoon you write new cover letters. Like you, you, you gotta have a schedule and you gotta stick to it. But, you know, embrace the down. Like, everyone's like, well, enjoy the moment. Enjoy, like, the happiness. But 
what feeds happy moments is the sad moments. Mm. So when you do get that job, you finally get that job offer is going to taste a lot better when you've gone through a bit of rejection to get it than you do if you don't even realize what rejection feels like. I know it's like, oh, it's everybody doesn't want to go through rejection, but that's not how life works. Everybody gets told no at some point, right? So Mm. you got to kind of, it feeds it. So just just think about how sweet it's going to be when you do get that job and that you stuck with it and how proud you can be of yourself because it takes courage to kind of go into the unknown um one of the podcasters that i i listened to adam bosner wrote a post the other day about walking um just waking up every monday morning to the dread of looking for work he loved friday afternoon because he got a break but when his wife went to work and he didn't there was this like dread because and then his friends complained about oh it's monday i gotta go to work actually kind of hit him really hard because Mm someone else's problem is someone else's savior. And it, it, it really kind of made me look like that because I've definitely been that person who goes, oh, I don't want to go to work on Monday. You know what I mean? Like I've definitely been that person saying that at times. And I just think I'm like, oh yeah, that is actually a horribly insensitive thing to say to people who are looking for yeah. work. And it, it's, you're not beat it in it like intentionally mean or anything. And of course he didn't take it that way in his post, but it was a really good perspective post that, you know, so if you're, you know, you're listening to this and you have friends that are struggling look for work you know just give them a pat on the back because mm-hmm. not knowing where your paycheck's coming from and not knowing the future and uncertainty there's are very few people in the world that can really feel comfortable in uncertainty and mm-hmm. when you have a tiny bit of certainty compared to their complete uncertainty sometimes it's just a refreshing thing to just ask people if they're okay and just check in with them because like when I remember when COVID first hit in March and no one knew anything of what was going to happen, like, and I'm just a pretty level-headed person. I was like, my anxiety was through the roof. So I couldn't even imagine if, you know, people had just lost their job and then then with COVID, you don't even know if you can find another job. Like everyone knows a little bit more now with the whole situation that Mm. work is continuing. Um, and some industries are actually doing really well. So I, I think, you know, but that uncertainty is a tough thing to swallow. So be a little easier on yourself sometimes. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. If you, you know, yeah. something you tried and you didn't work out, you know, reflect on it, learn from it. You're allowed to be disappointed. Absolutely. I always say all feelings want to be felt. And if you bury them, if you ignore them, they're going to flare up in other things. You you end up sort of having an argument with your friends or your spouse or your family members. So just allow yourself to feel it. It's not going to feel comfortable, but just sit with it, breathe through it. And like you said, next day is a brand new day. Just keep on going. I think that's really powerful advice. Sabrina, it's been absolutely awesome having you on. So much value has been given on this podcast. So thank you so much. For those people that want to reach out to you, find out more about you, where should they go? My hub's my website, so worklessons101.com. You can add me on LinkedIn, which is under Sabrina Woodworth. And my other big social media account is my Instagram account. And that my handle is at worklessons101.com. Or sorry, my handle it's just work like 101 and my book can be found on amazon uh it's sold in any region in amazon so just go to your country's region and that's uh work lessons 101 what they don't teach you in school amazing i highly recommend anyone who's well what's a career change out of work right now to go and look sabrina up buy that book because incredible value is going to be given i'm sure sabrina thank you so much and i hope everyone who has listened to this today has had a lot of value it's been absolutely incredible so thank you so much for your time again 
Thank you so much for listening to the Mind to Lead podcast. I'm excited to announce that I have just opened up enrollment for the Mind Body to Lead 12 month transformational program starting early 2021. Now, I think we can all agree 2020 has not been the year anyone expected. So, why not set yourself up for an incredible 2021? So, if you're looking to take your life to the next level, overcome that fear, doubt and uncertainty, get in the best shape of your life, both physically and mentally, feel energized every single day, wake up with passion and positivity, no matter what is going on around you, then be sure to jump to the Mind Boy to Lead website, where I'm currently taking enrollments for next year's program. Now, the best part is if you're part of the VIP pre-launch list, you'll also receive up to 54% off the general public price. Now, I'm only taking a limited amount of people because I really want to ensure I give that personal approach, then this means that spots sell fast. So don't wait. You deserve to take your life to the next level, to wake up every single day feeling amazing. So join the VIP list today and don't miss out on this life-changing program. Plus, get a chance to win an entire year's worth of coaching for free. So head over to the mybodytolead.com slash VIP to sign up today and let's make 2021 your best year yet. Once again, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care.